0: This week on Invasion, the podcast, will we switch to Nintendo? We devour the Critters horror franchise. And Radio Violenta challenges us to a wheel of death.
1: We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on
0: an amazing phenomenon, the arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening.
2: Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention! It's the invasion of
0: the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're trying to take over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. Kill Kreitz Stedman and to my left as always is Joe Johnny Steele Peters. Power of the night.
2: That's a catchy song. It is. Uh he performed all that too, like I guess. Yeah, I was actor. just trying <laughs>
0: to I was trying to see if there was an actual band that did that. But no, it was Terrence Mann that uh did that. And not much else, honestly. So um I I can't wait. We're gonna talk about the Critters franchise tonight. Uh and I've been I've been inundating myself with a bunch of critters knowledge, so this will be fun. Um since we have not recorded for like it feels like since we like went a couple days longer than we normally do like every news story ever broke in the span of like a day and a half i
2: feel like there was like a week or two ago where we're just like i don't know there's not much going on and then it was just like like hollywood and and everything was just kind of like holding all of its like eggs in one basket and then it's just like surprise
0: yeah so there's a lot of news uh to get to so we're gonna before we do that though real quick um I uh, live in Cleveland, important sports things going on. Uh, the Indians are in the World Series. I'm sure you guys are all aware of this. Uh, I just want to mention this Monday, October 24th, Cleveland Cinemas is showing Major League at 7.30 at three of their theaters. Um, it is uh, Cedar Lee on the east side, Capitol Theater on the west side, and then um, one other theater. I cannot remember which one right now. Yeah. Uh, but for a dollar, you can go see Major League for a dollar in the I, theater.
2: I am really. I don't know what I work hill but i'm really gonna try to go to it because i love that movie and i'm a huge indians fan and like i'm like in like hardcore like fan mode right now because of the world series like i was pretty hyped about the Cavs going to the finals to get another shot at the championship but like this is a whole nother thing like i i i don't i think i can't remember last time i went to a Cavs game like, I'm not a very big basketball fan, but I was like super pumped to see a Cleveland sports team being so successful and us getting out of the curse. But for us to do it again in the same year, or possibly do it again in the same year, and it's the sport that I actually follow a lot. Like, yeah, you know, you're you're a baseball guy. I'm, I know yeah, that. Yeah. I, I go to at least like five or six games a year, or so you know, and try to. But like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm like a kid again when the the 97 uh. Um, uh, Indians went to the World Series. Yeah, and, and and
0: I mean I'm excited too, just in the sense of like for Cleveland. I'm not a big baseball guy. Um, I you know and, and and I am not really a big basketball guy, but I was a big Cleveland guy, and it's like that was exciting, and it was good to be there. And we talked about that, and I want Cleveland to win this too because it's like. Why not? We're here, and like no one, no one can stop us except for you know possibly one other team. So why why not have, you know? I don't know. It's just like like I was listening to the radio the other day, and um, it was dealing with um, talking about the Browns, and and Mary made some kind of comment about like, well, that's Cleveland, and I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, that ends now. Like, there's none of that. Like, what yeah. was us? It's like, yeah, the Browns aren't doing well right now. That's fine. It isn't like it, there isn't this drought surrounding the entire city of like we're never going to get over. It's like. No more woe is us. Like it's a good city. The teams are all heading in the right direction. Some are having a lot more success than others right now, and that's fine. Like I'm not, I'm not taking the whole like, well, that's just Cleveland for you. I'm done with that. Yeah. So yeah. I
2: feel like it's turned into like uh, it went from us being kind of like, yeah, that's us, that's what we get, that's our luck. To like now, it's like it's like us versus the world. Yeah. Like I feel like people still have not given Cleveland a second thought about like certain things and we're like hey look what we're doing like and you're still kind of like not happy with us like you know I a lot of uh people who watch the, the, the American League Championship Series you know they there was a lot of commenting online and like people that I knew that were just like the TBS announcers were really giving us like a bad rap and like they, not so much that they were talking down about us but they were talking so very little about it and it's like we've achieved a lot here in this series it's like it's not just pure luck.
0: Yeah. And I it almost feels like Cleveland it was like that that nerdy girl in high school that had the glasses on and now she's starting to walk down the steps and just take the glasses off. Everyone's like, Whoa, wait a second. You've been hot this entire time. I don't think that's really happening, but I like nah, that. Nah, I don't know about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess that's a good <laughs>
0: It's like she just shakes her hair loose. And it's just like, whoa! You're not wearing overalls
2: anymore. You, I want to take you to prom, Cleveland. I, oh, I think it's more. I think you're more thinking about like maybe Cleveland grew up and got hot. It's like, <laughs> it like got yeah, it's, like yeah, the Weezer the, song. But yeah. not, the,
0: the Cleveland was never hot in high school. <laughs> oh, Okay, all right. So uh, anyway, good for Cleveland. Um, go out, support your local cinema, have some fun, pay a dollar to watch a movie that everybody likes. That's about Cleveland. Yeah. having like.
2: overcoming hang out with fellow movie fans fellow cleveland indians fans um like i'm sure you're going to get a lot if you if you enjoy the movie or or even the sport i I think you'll probably have a really good time
0: absolutely so that's why i mentioned it i'm going to be out there uh it's it's been a long time since i've seen major league you just watched it like i watched it last last night night. (laughs) yeah i was like
2: oh man i need to get it going after i saw the Capitol post of that but i i still want to go see major league in the theater
0: yeah so there's that and yeah let's just get to news there's a lot of it
2: Good news, everyone! So... I don't know. Pick. I
0: mean, we got a lot of stuff. I don't know where you want to jump off. at. I'll start off with Nintendo. Nintendo announced a new game system coming in March uh, called. It was called the NX, but now it's called the Switch because mm-hmm. Nintendo always has to come up with a, its own name for something. Like, I don't know. It's like everything always has like a code name and then they have to give it like a very Nintendo sounding name. Nintendo 360. Yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo Game Station. No, um, it's the Switch. Uh, they have a little announcement video online that shows a lot of its features. It's it is a home console that has, it looks like a portable tablet that you can click into the home console that functions like a regular game system. And then you can pull the tablet out and go and play the same game on the go. And it has a controller that you could dismantle and click onto the tablet or play separate or play with a friend or whatever. Um, It's a lot of ideas that they show. um, But again, I'm hesitant because it seems like we're in a day and age now where you see all these teasers of what technology can do. And then what it actually does do.
2: Let me start. Let me start with what I think positively about this. It it looks very cool. And the concept is is very Nintendo. It's 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 groundbreaking. Um, I like I like the direction that they went in with it because like, you know, you had the Wii for God, how many years, at least 10 years.
0: From the Wii to the from, Wii U. From yeah.
2: the Wii. Well, I mean, just the Wii U. I never really counted because I mean that that was <laughs> no the, one did. But 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 they didn't. But the system itself, it never really changed much in terms. It was still a Wii. Yeah, you know, it, was it still it had a,
0: that touchpad yeah. tablet controller thing. Right. Whatever. You know.
2: So I mean, like you had you went from a Nintendo to a Super Nintendo to a sixty four to a GameCube to a Wii. They're all distinctively different. But the Wii U, I didn't feel was so distinctly different from the Wii. I don't know
0: i just i think from it had more power yeah and then they also wanted to have they added some stuff
2: but they didn't change the name of it and it still kind of was under the wii umbrella but this is actually a a, a game changer with this nintendo switch and i'm anxious to see what nintendo does with it um i I
0: I, hope it has enough power to justify like because it's showing skyrim in the video yeah like skyrim remastered which i guess is coming um and i guess it looks really good but like Nintendo's never been one to have the same processing power as Sony or Microsoft. and they've said they said they don't care because it costs too much money sometimes to keep ahead. Mm-hmm. But it, it just I right now to get most gamers, you gotta be on par with what's out there at least.
2: Yeah. and well, I mean most people who are like hardcore, I want to say Skyrim people are more PC related because of that. That's fair. because of that power. They can get away with more of that, and that, that's why they enjoy the game and play is all the mods and things. But, but like with Nintendo, um, uh, doing this, I mean, yeah, it, it's 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 huge because like Nintendo or uh, Sony has has dabbled into that with being able to take your your PSP on the go with some of your your PlayStation games too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a whole nother level, especially with the multi-tool use of the controller. I mean, it looks like there's probably like. 402 different ways to use that (laughs) controller like it's not just your typical you know pro style gaming controller you know you've got like a wii style controller that snaps in the sides um then you've got like you can you can rip off half of the controller and hand it to your friend and now you got two controllers yeah it's just kind of strange but i'm like i'm like that's that's kind of cool um what i'm worried about with that is um is is like you know it's gonna be it's gonna be boiled down to like what games can can utilize that. That bit. was gonna be my you know, question. It's not yeah. gonna be every game. Like you're not gonna be like okay, so you know you'll have a third party game that's popular on all systems. Like let's say like, Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to snap your controller in half and hand it to somebody and be like, let's play Call of Duty together. You know yeah. I, I feel like that's gonna still kind of be limiting to certain games. I mean, I'm sure Nintendo's going to have some first-party games that you know, they showed Mario Kart in the 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 trailer and I'm sure absolutely Mario Kart's going to be one of those games because it's a very social game. Yeah. Um but uh le- okay, let's jump into this now. So, after I got all that out because I am happy for Nintendo and kind of excited about this new system come out. This looks like and and i'm sure this is not nintendo's intention this looks like more of a a distraction from human interaction than anything i've ever seen in video games ever and i played did
0: you not want to not stare at a screen the entire time right you can go from your tv to your hands to to a a party and not look at anybody. yeah
2: and i played and i played world of warcraft for a long time and that (laughs) really sucked up some human outside human interaction in my 20s but like But like even more so today, like if you look at like, you know, kids and and, and how disconnected they are because their faces in their cell phones and from a like a corporate point of view, like Nintendo definitely wants a piece of that pie. Like why, you know, kids are playing, um, you know, Candy Crush or Angry Birds or whatever on their phones or even Minecraft or something. And it's like we want a piece of that that mobile pie. You know, we've got a great system. What can we do? Well, let's make the system mobile as well the commercial or the ad that they had on youtube that i just watched it it scared me a little bit because i'm like god all these people can't walk away from their video game yeah i mean the guy that was on the plane like he left he went and he took his dog out he was like the dog was at the park doing whatever who knows who knows what it could have been killing people he he could have been burying arms and the guy's just like zelda yeah and and then like um my favorite one was the girl where she was playing oh she plays Zelda. i don't know she's playing zelda But like she looks out her window and her friends are across the street and they're like, "Hey, we got a little rooftop party." But and then instead of shutting her system off to go be social with her friends, she just pops it out and she goes over there and she's just like, "Yeah, I'm just keep playing Zelda at the party." And it's like, "Why did you invite her?" Yeah, like you have a big screen TV (laughs) at home. If you're gonna be antisocial at a party with a game system, just stay home and play on your big screen. Yeah, I just
0: it the the teaser. The people that are involved in this teaser are not people I think would be active gamers. Not that I'm no. not that I'm trying to generalize, but it's like these are all pretty people. They're all like little older millennials running around being like, "Oh, I could play Skyrim and I could play Skyrim on a plane, right. or I can go shoot some hoops with my bro pals, and then suddenly we're playing NBA on our Switch tablets on a picnic table." It's like I don't. I don't know if I'd ever actively be like, hey guys, I want to go out to the park and play basketball and then to cool down, let's play some more
2: basketball. That yeah. seems a little odd. It did seem really <laughs> odd to see them finish their basketball game and they're like, hey, let's play 2K17. Like, yeah, what? it was weird. Like, why don't you basketball coops right there? I, like, it's it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, so my, you, you brought up a good point. I want to get back to that, is that um, the experience and um, portability for games, like we talked about Call of Duty. Do you remember when the Wii first came out? Um, uh, EA tried making a Call of Duty specific for the Wii, the original Wii, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Like yeah, uh, I, think yeah. it was, I remember
2: uh, a lot of games that were terrible for but the But they were
0: trying to brand it as Call of Duty and then it was for its own Wii. Yeah. And it's like and there's there's a limited market for that and there was no money really to be had because you're splitting up like you remember it was like remember? Uh it was like mm-hmm. back in back in the day whenever you would have a game for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis and they had the same name and the same idea, but they're completely different games because like yeah. uh for whatever reason <laughs> they were just developed differently and uh, it feels like for the Wii, a lot of developers are like, okay, we'll make a game, but it's not going to be the same thing. It's going to be limited. Yeah. Um, I feel like going forward now, if the if the power's there, uh, the gameplay should stay the same. It's just it's just a matter of the transport. And I think that Nintendo's finally getting it through their head. Like People want to play third-party games on the system as well. Let's make sure that they can do that without having to write specifically for... The, the Switch, I mean, I know it's going to have different infrastructure and all that, but I mean, just like, you know, the, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 have different ones, but it's enough for that, it's not going to be a like well this one's motion control we got to make sure this is different than than you know what i mean like it's like a parsing out like i'm sure third-party developers would be more interested in in making a game that's broad for all three as opposed to oh i guess we're only making it for the two
2: and that's going to be the thing is i feel like everything for the nintendo switch is going to be first party that's going to utilize the switch like, I feel like they'll still get some third-party things that are going to be across the board, but...
0: But what's, what's really, what's the Switch? It's just taking the game with you.
2: It's Yeah, but so it that's they, what I'm but saying, like still has to be written... F- it has to be formatted for the screen, mm-hmm. so the screen size. So if they take the portable screen with them, and then it also has to be formatted for the controller because it looks like there's three three to four different types of controller formats.
0: Well, I mean, okay, so you got the one that, like, the basically you have the left and right, Whatever you want to call those pieces that that clip onto a base that you yeah. have a
2: controller and you kind of have a wide yeah. controller. It's almost
0: like a like the Xbox Duke like controller, the Duke. Yeah. yeah. And then you can take those pieces off, clip it onto the sides, and then you still have the same mm-hmm. controller setup, but the screen in the middle. And then they actually have a pro style controller that you can buy separate. So I don't know if the interface is going to be that much different,
2: right? That's but then, well, then the the two separate halves.
0: Well, that, that you know the. Sure, you can write like a Mario Kart game where all you guys left all you need is a control stick and a couple buttons. But that's that's yeah. why
2: I feel like that shared thing is gonna be a first party like Nintendo. Yeah, I don't type see thing. third parties doing a bunch of those. Yeah. You're like right. Bomberman or something like that. Yeah. Be like, here, let's play Bomberman, here's the other half of my controller.
0: Or like Rocket League.
2: Yeah, Rocket like but then they're gonna have to develop it that way. Yeah, that's true. You know.
0: Um I don't know. I just feel like I think that the way it is, aside from the, the weird controller setup of sharing it with two people I think you could still have games that are more accessible immediately for for this. Because just, like, remember how... I keep saying the word remember. Um, for the Wii U when they launched it, they put out a lot of games that you were already familiar with that were out on systems. Like, you had Arkham City and all of
2: this other stuff. And it's like, they were trying to show, like, guys, we can make this work, too. You know? So, I don't know. The thing is, is, like, I think Nintendo's prime target has always been kids and, like, people who are super casual gamers. Mm-hmm. That they just own a video game system because you know they do, but they don't use it like maybe once or twice a week, you know, because yeah. it's fun and it and it's it's simple enough that somebody can jump in and not really have a lot of video game. I don't want to say experience, but like somebody to try to have the coordination to play Destiny on a regular basis couldn't do that, you know. So they have certain games for that, and the system really thrived for that. I feel like like millennials will still um, get get with the. um the Nintendo thing because of, like, Zelda and franchises that they really love. And that's what I was going to bring up but too, at, yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of, like, like um, I, I don't want to say... Well, I guess millennials. I don't want to say kids. But, like, that um, they they primarily... They'll play a lot on their Xbox or their PlayStation 4. Like, I feel like PlayStation 4 is kind of the system for that that 20s, early 20s generation that, that actually plays a lot of games. So I don't see the Switch being the system to pull them away from an Xbox or a PlayStation 4. Um, and I think that's what Nintendo's trying to do because, like, the mobile aspect of it, like, Nintendo probably wants a piece of the mobile phone gaming pie, mm-hmm. which um, they've already got the, the the DS and the Nintendo, like, the Game Boy-style, like, portability that they have with, like, um th- with that. So there's definitely a generation of kids, like, I want to say the you know, like your 10-year-olds or your, your 14-year-olds that have DSs or uh, Wii U's and things like that that they take portably now that they're already kind of like seated into and they, they know that's what that system is for and what it does so they can play it in the car. But then there's some people like like mobile gaming where they almost have to, Nintendo probably have to go back to like that WarioWare style where yeah. it's like, because the whole thing with mobile gaming is, is do you have two to three minutes and how interactive is it? And I feel like some games, like at least video games, in my mind, like when I think of a game and then it's like the way that Nintendo's advertising, you just you just take that game that you're playing right now and you leave and you take it with you. That's way too involved to be taking with me. So like when I sit down and I play like like Grand Theft Auto 5 or I play um, Destiny and I know I'm talking kind of like third party like like, that's not really on Nintendo, but, like... Or even, like, the Zelda, like, the the new
0: Zelda game they're going to announce. Like, that's going to be a more involved game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're going to be sitting there. You're going to have menus to go through. You're going to have to actually give it some thought. I mean, loading. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm at a bus stop and, like, I decided to take my Nintendo Switch with me and I'm waiting for it to load while I'm on the bus or do something like that, I may only get, like, 5, 10 minutes of gaming. Like, I can't do much in 5, 10 minutes of gaming right now... To really get into a game like like if I use destiny as example like a strike or something like that I need like a good 15 20 minutes at least at least to kind of get into to get into it and finish all of it so you kind of have to set that time aside if you're out and about there's no guarantee for what kind of time you're working with I mean
0: unless you get invited to a party. Like a, a Right, party. and you
2: could <laughs> leave the party whenever you want. So like if yeah. somebody's trying to conversate with you or buy you a drink and you're just kind of like, Hold on, I'm in the strike. I gotta oh yeah. is, I just hold on. I'm waiting to be revived. As soon as I get revived, and I I'll 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 come over there and drink with you. Yeah. So
0: I, I I what was catching me though is that the people around me when I was at work that were excited for this announcement, they were just like, Look at that Zelda game, look at that Mario game. They could give a shit about the system. They're excited for this franchises again. And I know that's a good thing in the sense that, like, they like their brands. And I'm not saying I dislike Zelda or Mario. I just feel like Nintendo just, they just know, like, they're like, hey, guys, we're putting out, we're putting out a Fisher-Price record player. But there's a new Zelda game with it. Everyone's like, oh, my God. I gotta yeah, buy yeah, uh, Zelda, like, Zelda, yeah, I love Zelda. I love Zelda. I gotta have a like, record player. Gotta have yeah, a
2: record yeah, player. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what just, it is. And unfortunately, like, I've, I've kind of moved away from the franchises of Nintendo and Nintendo itself. Um, you know, the franchises are not terrible uh, nowadays. They're, they're good, but I, they're just not for me anymore. Like, I grew up on Nintendo like everyone else, and I love The Legend of Zelda from the NES and the SNES, um, and even N64. I didn't really play GameCube a lot. Like, I think Wind Waker, I dropped off after Wind <laughs> Waker. I didn't pick up Wind Waker. But, um, like... Uh,
0: I mean, I sought out the 3DS just for the Zelda Link the Between Worlds game that came out. Cause that was it looked like a spiritual sequel to, um, a link to the past, which was the Super Nintendo Zelda. That is yeah, my that favorite was, Zelda. That's my favorite Zelda. And I, I I was like, oh, we'll buy the 3DS. Sure, there'll be plenty of games I'll play for it. I, <laughs> we bought that. I played the hell out of that. That I think I bought Shovel Knight. Didn't get the chance to finish it. And then that was kind of it. I'm like, I'm good. Like I think I bought River City Ransom on their like their store. And I ran around. I was like. I, this is not the game I remember it being. It wasn't that great. So, like, I, within a matter of like a month, I was done with the 3DS. So, mm-hmm. I'm a hypocrite. Like, I went out and bought the system for the Zelda game, mm-hmm. but Mary still plays this thing all the time. So, it's getting, she's
2: using it. I just wanted to play the game. Um, well, I feel, I feel the opposite about like what you're saying with your friends or coworkers, where they're like, look at that game, look at that game, look at the game. Like, I'm actually impressed by the system and the capabilities of it and just the outside of the box thinking that Nintendo did again. Um, yeah,
0: you got to give them credit for that. They I, keep going forward oh, with evolution.
2: Tons of credit. Now, the execution and how it is, because this is the same thing when the Wii came out. I remember I was working with, uh, with somebody and I remember they were just like head over heels about being able to play... Um, was it Red Steel with the sword and the gun and the motion sensor?
0: Oh, that was so exciting! And that game was shit. It yeah.
2: was really bad, and they were just like, "You could you could swing the sword at the same time." I'm like, "Yeah, wait on the execution. Let's see how this all plays out." <laughs> like on paper, it sounds really good, and, and the then, screenshots didn't look bad. And then yeah, Nintendo will get it all together, and they'll have a presentation like they did with this video. But let's wait until everything comes out and, and is said and done so oh, I'm red I'm steel. I'm excited for the switch will I buy one I don't know probably not but well, if if it if it does execute as well maybe I will no oh, now it's red steel two for the switch right I mean, you realize there's
0: problems Problems brewing.
2: I mean, they put Red Dead Redemption 2 on the Switch, and I can go play on the bus. I might. Yeah, right? right? So. What uh, you doing? Skinning coyotes right now. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I knew that was going to take a while to, to dig into. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, Sorry. We'll, I,
0: That's kind I, of a big deal. I think, you know, it, it's It's interesting, and I think maybe even when we get close to the launch of it, maybe we'll dig into more of the innovation that Nintendo always brought to everything. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. But as we're talking about, it's a new system. And I, the way Nintendo's treating it, they, they're not just saying. Um, hey you have these already this one as well I think they're trying to say this is the one that you're going to want mm-hmm. and that is like the first time they've said that in a while where they, they want to be one of the three they want to be they don't want to be like the, always the one like they don't want to just be
2: the side chick they want to be you know the main one you know so I don't feel like Nintendo is a side chick I feel yeah. like I don't know it's kind of like your sister yeah <laughs> Like oh and yeah. I have this Wii. Oh, like Wii's, yeah. Oh, Wee's here. Oh. You wanna hang out with your sister? Oh, she's not even Cleveland hot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Do you, wanna, just, yeah. <laughs> you wanna play you wanna play tennis or like Wii music with your sister? Nah. Wii music. Oh man. Not really. You're remembering all the things I don't like about the Wii, so sorry. Uh,
0: anyway, that's that's fine. Um so enough about that. So uh we'll just get through this other stuff here fairly quickly. Uh teasers that just came out. Uh, yeah. would be excited to talk about that. Guardians of the Galaxy two teaser. Uh, funny i awesome. said yeah i yeah. remember
2: saying like get ready because here comes the peak of of like getting everyone geared up for the next summer blockbusters because like like they're gonna start teasing stuff now during christmas for six months from now like mm-hmm. when it gets warm again <laughs> but um yeah like that guardians teaser was fun like you know i'm really glad that um like they kept blue Suede in it yeah uh and um like some of the stuff that looks interesting like the nebula like the the shot with nebula where she actually has human skin yeah and i was like it made me like really curious like what are they doing to nebula like are they taking uh, thanos's cybernetics out of her or you know so. they're, they're just taking a, a page from a
0: star trek uh insurrection and it's just it's inter- they're intersecting out with the borg queen you don't remember <laughs> that storyline where they were never mind they're giving data human skin yeah. all right enough no, no, about no. that yeah anyway. that was
2: yeah. first contact
0: you're right. It was first contact. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. why I ah, got. sorry. you got. You, you corrected me about Star Trek. That's I, why I got I confused
2: when you said insurrection. I'm trying to think. Like, when are they? Yeah, no. no that's no, was, that's basically what it kind of does look like. Yeah. Is the human skin on data? So, Mark um, your calendars, guys. This is the day that Joe corrected <laughs> me about Star Trek and was right. Got, yeah. But um, yeah. I I don't know. It looked really cool. Like the the whole the end part two with Drax. Like, cause I I I love Dave Bautista as Drax. Like he he just kills like the straight. Comedian. Not, I don't want to say straight comedian, like just his the his delivery, delivery, the deadpan delivery with like no emotion. And he's not trying to be funny. So that's what makes it funny. Yes. And he's like, you need a hug. <laughs> he's
0: like, no, I'm good. He's like, he's good. Hu- he hugs him. Yeah. Give him a hug anyway. So then, yeah. uh, and then when you see tiny, tiny Groot, on I just, Rocket's shoulder. Yeah, I like love that. It's the moment you see that, it's like everybody in the world is going to be in that theater just to see Tiny Groot. You know? yeah. Tiny Groot!
2: Everybody's going to get a Tiny Groot for yeah. their shoulder. And yeah. did you notice, I think he had a Ravager's Yeah, he on. did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so that's exciting. Nothing new there other than it's just happy to see our friends again. That's pretty much how I felt. I'm like, I cannot wait for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's coming in May. That's not that far. It's going to be awesome. Other teaser that I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this, I was excited for the project,
2: was the Logan uh, teaser. I... That came out of left field and hit me. I knew it was coming, but I, I I know that a lot of people were like, "We want Old Man Logan," and there was no confirmation that we were going to get any type of Old Man Logan, and we got Old Man Logan. Yeah, like grizzled, and grizzled, and Old Man, older man Xavier, <laughs> older man Xavier, older man Xavier. Like I'm like really happy they pulled Patrick Stewart into this to play what looks like a a a. a a major not a major role, but a good part of the movie as Professor Xavier and not just kind of like a cameo at the end where he's like, Oh, you're all messed up. Come with me. Let's go back to the school. Yeah. You know? So I'm I'm excited. I hope they do the um uh God, I can't think of the guy's name now. Mark Millar. Yeah. I hope they do the Mark Millar story ish where
0: the consequences of his actions cause yeah them. he's
2: I, I don't think they will because in the trailer he's gone crazy he's doing stuff but like the pacifism yeah. Yeah. that old man logan had was just it, it built a lot of tension to wonder what happened and then when it when he did finally just kind of snap and start attacking people again it was like it was like yes we're gonna see chaos unleashed and claws yeah so i think that build-up would be fun to see in the 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 movie X twenty three is in it. From what everything's saying on the internet, nobody's actually labeled her as X twenty three, but that's got to be X twenty three.
0: Yeah, so it's it's a like actually relative to Logan, right? Or oh, she was just she's part of the clone. same. Okay, she's of them,
2: yeah. yeah, they cloned. Okay. Uh, they cloned. They made a female clone. So
0: of she also has a healing factor and also she's has healing claws factor. as well. She what? has
2: two claws and then she has one claw. To, uh, she has one toe claw that actually. <laughs> comes out like her foot it like it's like a blade that comes out of her foot Is like it's like a like a raptor knuckle no it's it's no it's a straight it's a straight blade but she she can definitely spin kick people with that thing and take their heads off
0: okay so i mean i it's just up until about like the last third of the trailer you wouldn't even know that this was a superhero like comic book Mm -hmm. movie it's like and not that i'm saying that you need to mask these things i mean we all know who wolverine is but it's like the fact that they're calling it logan it makes me think of rocky balboa yeah. Where, like you had all the Rocky movies yeah. that were all super duper, you know, we're going to go fight guys. And It's like now we're going to take a somber look at a guy at the end and he has one last fight. It's like it's almost exactly the same idea to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like this it's called Logan. And then you hear Johnny Cash over top of all of that. and It's like normally I'd feel like that's a little too on the nose, but it feels right. And since James is a James Mangold, the guy I directed, yeah. he directed the Wolverine as well. But he also directed the remake of 310 to Yuma with um, oh did he yeah which that's a great that's that. a great remake this feels more like a western which it should because old man logan was like it was like a basically a traveling across country and seeing the ramp, like you know just the world just undone in the spider and, car in the spider car yeah and spider buggy um but i so far so good and i'm hoping that the r rating is like the ability for them to tell the story they want and not
2: just to make it gory yeah. and have them swear yeah that you know i think i feel like wolverine deserves an r rating he does um because he's one of those characters like you know deadpool set the stage with that r rating thing but in the comics these these are some violent bad men who play like these questionable heroes that are anti-heroes or um not your typical like superman-esque like more moralistic like uh go in and save kittens out of trees like they'll kill people because they know these people are bad or thing you know yeah it's It's her character. Yeah. So did you see the UK trailer where with the R rating, the where he pops that dude? No. He like basically hits him with an uppercut with the claws and you see them come through his like, oh, I will have to. I will have to see that. It's pretty grisly. It's like the only difference is like a few extra scenes. And that's one of them. He just catches a guy (laughs) and it's like they come out the top of his head.
0: That's that's cool. Like I'm like uh, I'm I'm interested. Like and this comes out next year. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like uh, March is it March we're it's going to be oh look at that right in time for the nintendo switch (laughs) yeah yeah um it's just like we i was looking at this recently so if you got that in march then you have guardians um in may and then you have wonder woman in june and then you have uh um spider-man homecoming in july like it's going to be boom 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 of like more yeah
2: and then don't we get thor in the fall yeah we
0: do um so uh it's i'm excited spider-man homecoming is
2: next july yeah Jeez! I think so. I thought that's why. When's I, Justice League? Justice League's next next year, isn't it? Is it? I I don't know. I, I'm I'm
0: still not really excited for that. I know some people are. I thought they
2: did a good job with the first trailer.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it looks it looks competent. Like I like again though, you show me a couple jokes that's not gonna that's not gonna win back my trust after what we've seen though. Um, but I think yeah, I think Spider
2: Man Homecoming is coming soon. Uh, uh November seventeenth. Or 16th? For? 2017? Yeah. For Homecoming? I thought it was or No, July. no, no, for Justice League. Oh, really? Really? They're going to go with a fall release? That's weird. Around the same
0: time as Thor, though. So Ragnarok's in November.
2: Yeah, but that's uh, just a weird time for them to release that. You think they, they want to get on that summer, summer movie train. Yeah. I Because, I, I mean, honestly, they're only really competing with Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. I mean, y- yeah. y- you have a whole team of superheroes. Like, I also, you got to probably look at what else Warner Brothers releasing
0: that year. They might not want to, like, eat into their own profits. Who, who knows? But uh, that is, a, that is a weird time to release a movie. Uh, but yeah, speaking of we were going from Logan. Roll into this real
2: quick. Yeah, cause this have, broke out today. Yeah. And if you, if you think about it, November 17th, that's going to give them roughly like three to four weeks of just whatever until Star Wars Episode seven, eight comes out. Yeah. So like, why? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
0: And at the beginning of the month is Thor, so it's like there's going to be, mm-hmm. and if that movie does well enough, that it's going to still be like, everyone's going to be. Why does DC do this? Where it's like they they want to release a movie that's around the time of these windows of superhero movies, and and every time it's just like, hey guys, look at us, look at us, and the Marvel's like, hey look at us three weeks earlier, you love us, right? And then DC's like, you want to love us too? And they're like, no no no, we're still in love with those guys over there. It yeah. always feels like there's like a love hangover from Marvel going into these. Don't get movies. something going. Like I'm, I, so. I
2: think I think part of Suicide's I don't want to say part of it. Like, Success. But, like, Suicide Squad probably would not have been successful if it was in any type of, like, radius of a big Marvel hit.
0: Like, if that would have come out, like, a month after Civil War, it would have gotten destroyed. Yeah, it, yeah. Would, have,
2: it would have just been, like, it would have been the Bats versus soups all over again.
0: Yeah. So, um, all right. So, we go from the R-rated uh, Logan to talk about Deadpool real quick. We just found out about this today. Unfortunately, um, I don't know if this is a good thing. I, it doesn't sound great, but uh, Tim Miller has departed Deadpool 2 over creative differences with Ryan Reynolds. So I don't know at least I mean It sounds like Reynolds has a vision for the movie and I, Since he's the one that's been fighting for this
2: forever Yeah I feel I mean I don't have Anything against Tim Miller but I'm really I'm more happy that Ryan Reynolds Got his way because one I feel Like this movie's kind of revitalized revitalized His career And he's lobbied for it and done So much for it and he's like He's like a glove fit for this character Much like Robert Downey Jr. is for Iron Man Like yeah, that's true. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so
0: so uh, yeah, I just I don't know. Well, I guess we'll we'll figure out who's going to be the director after this um like bring an edgar wright no that probably won't happen but uh because <laughs> it's just like hey you, did, you didn't like what happened to that? man you should come direct deadpool and see what happens there but uh
2: i'd watch an edgar wright deadpool movie oh i would heartbeat. too
0: that'd be great i think i'd watch anything edgar wright made that's true um <laughs> so i don't know who they're going to bring in to be the director um but uh, so far i guess it's one of those things that i guess we're we'll at to see what happens next i mean people do leave projects all the time it's just that i think miller i think he had I think he was on the same same wavelength as Reynolds. There was at least to get this first one made. So that's kind of a bummer that they. Well, can't this was
2: his first big direct direction, isn't it? Because I, I think he was a visual effects director. Maybe I because I know he was the one responsible for the the, the, the leaked, test footage, the leak test that, yeah. footage. Because that was primarily like his background work. I think. Yeah. the 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 animated stuff like he he leaked? Yeah, we're gonna find out. We're gonna we're gonna Google this right now. We'll see here. Um,
0: oh, it's all news about him leaving. <laughs> uh, uh, shoot all right tim miller imdb this is exciting um oh uh he did do visual effects for scott pilgrim which was directed by Edgar wright huh funny hmm wow see that just that just ties into later about all the the things i want to talk about how everything's connected to critters <laughs> so
2: be ready for that oh Edgar wright's connected to critters um yeah why not i could i could do that we'll put that down i'll put that down yeah. on the list there's a couple we'll, we'll do i don't know what your time limit is uh, like Well, I want to keep it to like five or six steps, so we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, and
0: you're right. Yeah, Tim Miller's not directing much. So anyway, best of luck to him and best of luck to Deadpool 2.
2: I hope it's great. Well, they already got him on some new sci-fi thing. Oh, that's Fox. right. Yeah, that's Fox already, already was like, here, go direct this now.
0: Because yeah, I guess when you make a movie for a really low budget and it makes like... 10 times back what it costs or whatever it's like you get to pick another project and, and everybody crosses your fingers and hopes mm-hmm. that it's pretty good um so one last bit of news because we're <laughs> getting a lot of news just because we couldn't we couldn't possibly not mention this because in honor of joe uh donald glover has been announced as lando and the han solo prequel star wars movie Yep. and and i just wrote in my notes here now you have my attention that's yeah. all i got to say you know about
2: what? that i kind of was like I was like, "Ah, I'll go see it. But I'm like, I don't like when they do prequels and they mess with characters. And it's it's like, you know, it's like, oh, let's find out what happened with Anakin. We know what happens with Anakin, you know, or not even to use Star Wars as an example. Let's just go back and do like a a prequel of like something else or, you know, like a character that you love and you just want to revisit them. And it's like trying to think of some like like a recast of like a character and then they're like, We're gonna do a remake, but it's gonna be a younger version of this. So they playing. keep
0: doing that with Jack Ryan, where
2: you had okay. Chris Pine and then yeah. Ben Affleck. after right. Harrison
0: Ford played that and um what's his face? Um Affleck. N- uh, no, uh before Harrison Ford it was uh um shoot. Alec Baldwin was uh Jack Ryan in for October. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, oh. yeah. So but they keep trying to go back and make him younger. And now they got a Jim from the office well, I forget his, nod. uh, shoot. John Krasinski. Yeah, he's playing Jack Ryan in an Amazon series that they're going to bring out. So, yeah, it, so that means it's... I, Somebody kidnap Pam again. <laughs> yeah. He's got to go get Roy. I, I don't believe that he was undercover the entire time at Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. That's That was, yeah.
2: No, but, um no like like the han solo movie i wasn't like super excited when they announced that i was gonna i would have been more excited if they would have done a boba fett movie because i feel like there's more mystery shrouded isn't there talk of that in boba fett there is talk about it but like i i'm more excited about that yeah because like i feel like like because han solo is like the type of character that i feel like um harrison ford can only capture you know even though like uh Nathan Fillion's kind of like spun his own Han Solo trying to play Malcolm Reynolds on Firefly uh like I I don't know what to expect from a young Han Solo thing like I feel like the adventures of a young Han Solo would be better left to your own imagination yeah you know so that's kind of rough but then them announcing Donald Glover playing Lando was kind of like yeah because I love Donald Glover from uh Community. Uh, community
0: and he has a swagger and he has good community he timing does. he can do
2: drama it's just like have you watched his show atlanta yet not yet i really want to watch it and it's that's like one on my on my plate of things to get to eventually because like i've seen a couple clips and they're pretty damn funny
0: and do you do you listen to his music at all like childish i gambino? haven't listened
2: to Ch- i've i've heard a couple songs by childish gambino but i've I haven't actually like sat down and listened to a CD because that's that's not really my thing. Well, I, I the one album of his that I will always listen to
0: over and over again is called uh, Camp. And it's, it's amazing. Like I just, but his, his, the way he does it, it's like his lyrics, like you listen, you're like, did he just say that? It's like, he'll say like, you know, like you'll hear a lot of swearing at things, but he'll have so many weird pop culture references in the middle of things. It's like his brain's always working and he's always thinking of, and it's just, it's a different type of rap. That's, that's all I got to say. And I, so everything he's done, I've enjoyed. So since he's doing this, like I just, I still kind of wish they would have made him Spider-Man at one point. That would have been amazing. Well, he's going to be in Homecoming.
2: That's right. I forgot about that. And like I'm, I don't. Had they announced his character? Or is it just starring? Like, I mean, I don't. I'm, it's kind of weird because, like, I don't think they could do it the right way with the age that Tom Holland is. But like, I would want him to. I would want Donald Glover to be Miles Morales so bad. Yeah. Like it's and it's inverted. Like it's <laughs> just like, have him be the older. It's like yeah, because right now, like, because we we'll, because Donald's older than Tom. Yeah. And like, Peter's older than than Miles, but like he's definitely a mentor role and. Yeah, I think I think Donald Glover would have been like a perfect Miles Morales.
0: Yeah. So now you need to get um oh Jeff from community in as uh you need him as Han Solo. I know he's older <laughs> now but I would want to. I'd want him as hot yeah, as I would love
2: you. Like as we get closer to this, we need to cast the entire cast of Community, community. as uh, um, uh, people from uh, Star Wars for well, him to have. So like uh,
0: Steve King, uh, our friend of the show and uh, the science slasher, he posted the story, and I just, and we we're talking about Community things. I was like, as long as Chevy Chase shows up as a Jedi ghost, I'd be happy as could be.
2: <laughs> or like a, a really like, like, like overweight Jedi like, ghost. Like.
0: Like, like a really racist <laughs> Jedi ghost. I don't even know how that's possible. Like but. a bigoted Jedi. <laughs> like you can't say that. Yeah. It's like you can't talk about the you Sith can't, like that. The Sith. There's only two of them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I know we went on too too long about news. Sorry. And I'm sure we'll talk more as we get closer to to all of that. So we had to mention that. So all right. Cool. 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 All right.
1: And now for our feature presentation. <laughs>
2: So I watched a lot of Critters movies over the past week. You got, you got like, that's why I, t- I texted you. I'm like, so you're in love with them cuddly little Critters now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So.
0: We want the Crittes. The Crittes. Look, Mr. I-, I don't know what you're talking about. We're here for the Crittes. The Crittes.
1: Kill Crittes. Kill more Crittes. Kill crates.
0: The Crittes. Someone, I someone on YouTube just went ahead and put together all the times they said Kreitz, <laughs> And I was like, that's amazing. So yeah. I had to have it. I
2: like how Lee, uh, like, even though Lee's switched people like that like little middle part was all lee saying that kill crates. kill crates yeah uh
0: so and then so we're continuing on with our spooky halloween uh like last week we talked about reanimator this week we're gonna talk about uh critters next week it's going to be the romero um the first three dead movies and we'll talk about that more later um i remember watching critters the first one as a kid mm-hmm. i didn't see the other three until this week um critters is uh, new lines um they're, they're, that's the basically the gremlins came out Made a lot of money and new lines like you know what we could top that
2: and then they made Critters they kind of did yeah Yeah. it was you could definitely tell that they were going for a a um, a Gremlins esque type uh, uh, storyline and it's funny like one of my friends we always talk and like for me like I saw Critters when I was like six I think that was the first movie that really kind of scared me and like resonated with me after I watched the movie. And I was always paranoid there was critters under my bed. Everybody's always got monsters under the bed. I literally was afraid that the critters were under my bed because they were like the perfect... It's the scene that they get the sheriff deputy under the car, I think. Yeah. Because he's walking, and they hit him with the quill and then like he falls and that was always my fear is like I would get out of bed they'd quill me and then you'd fall and then I'd fall (laughs) and then it was just feeding time because it was just like you know I was like man that's like a perfect tactic so I I bet you if they didn't have those quills I probably would not be as scared I feel like the combo of the like the poison quills with the, the oh no and then they just like yeah, help, you know, get out of the because they have
0: a way to take down a larger target, mm-hmm. like at least incapacitate them. So, um, interesting thing uh, when when Gremlins was being developed, the original script for that was an R-rated horror movie in which these little monsters went and killed a bunch of people and caused all this mayhem. And Spielberg stepped in and was like, "What if we did this?" And it became still. Like a scary movie, but like, and there was a couple deaths in the movie, but like there, there was definitely a scene that they had written where there's going to be a head in a microwave from these, like, like the gremlins were going to do a lot of bad things. You mean, oh, gremlins, gremlins. not critters. I'm sorry. Yeah, So meaning that gremlins was supposed to be an R rated horror movie. And then Spielberg made it into like a PG, like, you know, there's a little bit of scares, but it's like yeah. a much more family friendly affair. And then new lines like, nope, we're gonna kill people, we're gonna make it gruesome, we're gonna do all this. Right. But we're still gonna make it kinda of
2: funny. Like it was yeah, like it's a weird line. <laughs> we like, talked we talked about that before the show. It was like there's like, you know, there there's one point where it's like they're eating out Billy Zane's stomach and like just he's just splurting blood everywhere. And then like like Ten minutes later, they're just ripping pillows apart and just like having. And you fun. hear like a
0: little synth soundtrack, it's little, kind of fun. Yeah, and
2: they're just having a good time. And then like one of them's talking to an ET stuffed animal, like, "Where are you from?" Like, like, like it knows that he's an alien. Yeah, and it's just like it's like okay, they're kind of being goofy and silly now. And then like then it goes back to like biting people's fingers off and like. like yeah,
0: it's you, just you know. it's a it was a weird setup, and then so. Like the reason I wanted to revisit this this franchise, other than the fact that I had not seen the original in forever, is that we we talk all about like I we've we've talked a lot about nostalgia in times past, and it feels like it's even more so now. Um, this year's been a lot of like a lot of arguments about you know remembering things, and and South Park's doing their whole arc now with the member berries, so mm-hmm. it's like yeah. and just credit to them, they said the most like. The most obvious thing, but the way they, they said it just hit home for me is when they're having their little um, support group about member berry addiction. And the one guy said, it's easier to member than to think about things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so but I can't go to Joe and be like, hey, remember critters? You'd be like, yeah, I remember them. But nobody else would be like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about those things in years. Like, no, yeah. that's not
2: really a franchise that comes to mind. I think you just basically told everyone that we're a member Barry show.
0: <laughs> Without all the, the subtext of hatred and my, inherent racism got, that
2: comes with that. Got invasion and podcast in your pocket? Member? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so...
0: Um, I thought it'd be interesting to vi- to visit a franchise that the first movie actually made a fair amount of money for its budget, and then after like, the second movie had, like, double the budget and, like, half the return, so then it kind of fell off the clip real quickly. Yeah, it did. Like, and, you could
2: tell that the second movie did get a budget boost. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh like the third movie, I vaguely remember because um, I, I rewatched the first two vaguely remember, no. vaguely member. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember a few things about the third movie. The third movie was like it felt like it was the darkest one out of all four, just in terms of like tone and like how like the lighting and just like being stuck in that apartment building. Yeah and you kind, it was almost like a fun house of, in a sorts where, like it was like a bunch of tenants in an apartment building, but at the same time it was like you never knew where the critters were in the building.
0: Well, there's also a point, too, in that movie where the the scuzzy landlord goes in and kills the power specifically to try to get everybody out. Mm-hmm. So then that's a good way of also not showing everything like yeah. cheaply. And you also get the, me- the moment where the one lady um, who is kind of, She almost looks a little bit like Vasquez from Aliens, but she pops a flare and is walking around in the apartment building. So you have this red glow, and you have this lady who is a little bit tougher. Like, let's just like they're basically trying to be like, hey, there's all these things that we like about these other movies. We're going to do this in here too. And it was, uh, you're right, it was kind of a darker film, just in the sense like, like literally half the film was in the dark. Yeah.
2: um, So it kind of it kind of left you because I feel like the first movie. It definitely was. It was all. It was all at night, but there yeah. was definitely enough lighting that you knew what everything was going on. And it wasn't like when the critters popped out. You kind of almost expected it, even though there were some. It's like, how did the hell did it get on the roof? <laughs> you know. And, the, and there was a few times when I was rewatching it and I'm like that doesn't make any sense how that happened. But um, like how did they get up in the barn? They they have to roll everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of momentum. Yeah, I, I really want to know like how these things got around in some places. Now that I think about it more, because we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about the puppetry later. But like um, the the third movie, it definitely had a, a more of a creepier tone because it was like everything was kind of shrouded in darkness. The second movie happened during the day, and then it went to the night. Yeah, so you had like like the whole you know um, you know spectrum of like you know you could see these things out in plain daylight and stuff like that. So it wasn't as as, as creepy, I guess I could say, but. Yeah, the third one, being trapped in that in the in the the, um, the apartment building with no power.
0: It, see, it's not it's not the worst idea. Like, so I'll say this: the all four of the movies are certainly watchable. Even the fourth one, which is set in space, and that for some reason that always gets me hooked of like, oh, a spaceship and a space station, and, and you got these aliens. It's like I'm I'm all in. You know? And there were
2: only two, right? Yeah, which yeah, that would the fourth one. I think that's why I didn't like it as much because you had a ton. In the second one. And then the third one, there was like a, a There's decent a handful amount. There was a yeah. handful of them. And then and then the fourth one, there was only two. And it felt like, and this goes back to like like the second one even. But, I mean, if you want to compare it to like, let's say, let's say a like a, a small pack of rabid dogs just descend on a town. Like a town like whatever it what was. Uh, Gro- uh, Grover's Bend. Grover's Bend. Like Grover's Bend. I really don't think the entire town would be inconvenienced by one pack of dogs. Yeah. Like, people could board themselves up and, and, like, stay safe. But, like, these little monsters somehow managed to run amok for the whole town. And granted, I know they're space rabbit dogs. But still, it's, <laughs> like, um, like in space, like, you're, you're on a spaceship, clearly. And, I mean... They're semi-intelligent enough that they can operate spaceships. I mean, they're smart enough. Well,
0: the very first movie is them breaking out of intergalactic prison and taking a spaceship and flying away. And they're right. like, like you, you don't see them. You just hear them, and you see like like one little hand working a spaceship controller. Yeah. And it's like, these guys are smart enough to know how to function like with inter, intergalactic flight. But then they just run around and be like, hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. I just want to eat a bunch of cows and roll around and hit each other. Like I just was confused by how intelligent they are. Mm-hmm and then how intelligent they aren't.
2: Like, so, yeah, yeah anyway. I, but I guess if their their vehicle of how they got to Earth probably would have been, like, a little bit more autopiloted and explained, it probably would have made sense that it could, if somebody lost a cargo of them. Or, yeah, they, they hatched and they <laughs> attacked the cargo <laughs> ship pilot and he
0: crashes. Yeah. Like, I would have, here we go, rewriting these movies, yeah. but that would have been that would have been more
2: plausible to me. Like, just, like, yeah. anyway. But anyway, but, like, yeah, like, there's two Krites on a spaceship. I don't really think the crew's in that much danger. You could probably, like, quarantine them off. Yeah, it wasn't like an infestation where there were a lot of them. It was just like, where's? And they had cameras. They're like, where's this one at? Oh, it's in the communication room. Where's the other one? Oh, it's right over there. Okay, we're cool. (laughs) Like they saw. Remember, because didn't he go into the one? Wasn't what was the one trying to do? It was trying to do something with the. uh, They had like a med bay or something. So it was trying to.
0: Since I watched this recently, and you guys are all welcome, um, (laughs) there was a bit where. Uh, the, the, the space station was empty, and you find out it's because the people there were working on experiments and, like, accelerating growth of various aggressive creatures, very much like alien aliens, where you had the colony and you had the facehuggers, all that. So they all left because things went south, so the whole crew was gone. But you still had this capacity to rapidly advance life. So, they're, um, so the critters, they lay their eggs, which however that happens, I don't know. And one of them got smart, was like, "Oh, I'll press all these buttons and start making these critters grow quickly." So there was a couple more in the movie, not many more, but they, st- but the whole threat was they got they figured out the lab, they could jumpstart their life process and make more of them like grow faster. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah, so it was like a med bay, and then yeah, whatever. It, it was very, it got
2: very loose at the end. It Was what was going on. Also like my favorite thing about the fourth movie is like Ugg's political career shot up like out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, so there's two bounty hunters in the movie, Ugg and Lee, right? The other one's yeah, Lee. Lee. Yeah. yeah. And somehow Ugg's a hero for the first three movies and then the fourth one he's a traitor and they don't really explain why other than he just got tired of being a bounty hunter. I don't know what happened. He yeah, like just, yeah. they
2: made him like they made it seem like he went from bounty hunting to, to a politician to being an intergalactic uh a politician that that decided that they couldn't they couldn't extinct the Kreitz, and then like what did he do? He came up on the ship on the fourth one and I know he shot somebody. Yeah, he shot Brad Durf. He shot Brad Duruff? Yeah. And then uh did they kill him? Yeah. Did, they did. Charlie kill him? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> i did hit All the spoiler alert
0: right. button, but it doesn't really matter. So um the whole <laughs> really what i'm saying is like so the first two were in grover's bend uh was it supposed to be kansas i think is where it's supposed to be yeah uh which clearly the first one was shot somewhere flat the second one was shot in california because you could see the mountains in the background every time i'm like that's not kansas like you saw like you saw like hilly paths and roads and mountain ridge and ridgelines. lines i'm like that's that's not that doesn't make sense so i thought that was yeah. funny that they switched locations third one was supposed to be la And then the fourth movie was space. So Mm -hmm. it's like, um, but uh, like I said, they're all watchable. There's a sense of humor that runs through them that is still appreciated in terms of the, the critters themselves are funny like sight gags i mean like you you mentioned they're like you know having a pillow fight but then also killing people mm-hmm. um in the fourth movie one of them says to the other one like hey you grab the kids i'll go get the ship ready so they have a conversation and then they they part their ways and roll away mm-hmm. like like they're like a family getting ready to go yeah that was kind of funny yeah i remember um, that and- the ship's ai you had to tell it the opposite of everything so it would do it to be like definitely don't open this door and then the ship would be like i don't recognize your authority and it would open the door like it was a weird kind of meta joke the entire time about saying you got to say the opposite you know
2: whatever and then like the the, they had like a scene in the second one too that was very gremlins where they're in the the fast food place yes Uh, the hungry heifer the hungry heifer where they're just basically like making a mess of a salad bar and eating hamburgers and stuff and I think one of them gets thrown in a fryer Yeah, and it's just like that's exactly like something would happen in Gremlins so like they, they try to continue that all the way through I don't really think they did that in the third one but do you much. remember
0: the third one there was bleach that got on the one so suddenly he had a white stripe in his oh, hair oh yeah
2: yeah yeah he had the white stripe yep. in his hair
0: so he had to, you know, they, they got smart and had to start uh, showing you the differences between the Krites so you knew which one was the, the
2: really the bad guy one like the worst one the stripe leader right you know Yeah. I remember that and then there was uh, well in the, the fourth one uh doesn't one of them one of them gets
0: shot and he loses his hair so you have a bald one and then a a not bald one Mm -hmm. so you can tell the difference between the two that are on the ship yep yeah so anyway we're just kind of bouncing all over the place which is what they do too um I will say that there there, uh, there is some good humor, like very much like Warner Brothers, like cartoon humor, where in the second movie where they all they decide to ball up and become a large ball rolling across the town and they roll over a guy. Mm-hmm. And as they pass over him, suddenly there's just, just remains of a red skeleton. Mm-hmm. Like they just chewed him up as they went on. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. And then now watching it, there's a bit where the, the ball of critters is rolling towards a church and the heroes are driving a truck and they're trying to divert the ball away, mm-hmm. it looks like Rocket League because they're just gunning down the road and they hit this <laughs> large critter ball away. And it's like that felt like me every time I was trying to take a shot on goal. Like the ball's just going to roll away from me. Um, so there, there's definitely some here to be had there. The reason, that, like, the reason I guess I'm fascinated by this whole thing is because it's a low-level series. Uh, but here comes the, the big crux of it is that there's so much talent That has come through the Critters franchise that I now believe that everything in Hollywood is connected to Critters. That's my thesis statement. And if this is the only discovery I make in my life, then this has not been a very good life lived. But the first movie alone, um, the the guy who directed the movie went on to direct Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, The Mighty Ducks, Mr. Holland's Opus. Uh, You had Dee Wallace in the first movie. She's the mom of E.T., um, the kid Scott Grimes is the voice of the son on American Dad. Like it's ridiculous. You have Billy Zane, you know, very attractive uh, Billy Zane.
2: He, you know, he was the New York boyfriend in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. like
0: it's just, it's ridiculous. And then in the you know the third movie you got um, the screen debut of Leonardo DiCaprio. And the fourth movie you have Brad Dourif and Angela Bassett. Like it doesn't make sense the amount of talent that is associated with shitty triples in space. Like right. it doesn't, I don't understand how that happened. It doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. Um, so I mean, just look it up. Like if you guys ever want to f- like to start looking up all the connections here and it's just like, I think about like gremlins other than like was did Zemeckis direct that. I think Robert Zemeckis directed that, didn't he? I know Spielberg produced it. Um and you had some yeah. like known character actors. Zemeckis. Yeah. But like um the guy who played Billy, like he never went on to yeah, do much. You had
2: Phoebe Cates, who was famous for like a minute in yeah. the eighties.
0: So it's like, and then you have there are some people that are known in that, but it doesn't feel like that 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 franchise radiated outward with like, oh, mm-hmm. everybody that worked that went on to do other things. A lot of people that worked on critters went on to do a lot of other things. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like like last week with Reanimator, they like if people hold that first movie up in high regard and they should. But there hasn't been a big reverberation, like, you know, at least in terms of, like, what you consider, like, mainstream cinema from, the from you know, other than Jeffrey Combs, you know. And I'm sure someone will yell at me and tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think of the biggest, like, um, I don't know. Like, there's certain projects where you look at, you look back, and you're like, man, a lot of people that worked on that went on to do other things. I never would have thought it would have been the Critters movies.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so. I didn't realize how much was tied back until you started telling me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, in the production stuff, too, and and then, like, you were telling me, like, some of the actors, and I'm like, yeah, they were in Critters, too, or this person was in Critters, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I think horror movies do that more than anything. That's like, fair. There's a lot of horror movies out there where it's just like, this person was in this, like Jennifer Aniston and Leprechaun. Yeah, and then also, like, just what very, was it? like,
0: random. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, had Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger in it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you think about, like, that stuff, you're like, people have to start somewhere, but it still just seems like, just the dearth of, like, connection in these movies is just surprising to me. So I had put out a challenge uh, to people out there to challenge me to do the Kevin Bacon game. So like six or seven steps to connect anything to the Critters universe. Mm -hmm. I haven't lost yet.
2: Okay. So So we'll uh, here. Let's do you want to get into this now? Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, is there anything else about the series that you wanted to talk about? Just
2: the puppetry. Like I realized after rewatching the first two, it was just funny how I never realized how the filmmaking was done because it's like the 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 concept of the creatures are they're so small and they turn into little balls of fur to get around and roll everywhere but then when they're not rolling and they're like standing upright cuz they're only about like a foot and a half tall. If that. Yeah. If that, yeah. And um they sit they sit on the edge of everything so that the puppeteers can like actually like have them stationed somewhere yeah, so every time you see one, it's at a perfect convenient angle where somebody could be having you know moving its mouth with his hand and then, um, there was a couple scenes where they actually were moving without rolling, and it was just probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen.
0: But for for what it is, it's like it's a very fun like fifty sci-fi creature feature feel to those oh, guys. yeah, it, does, and, it, and it I definitely, I definitely
2: it. has a fifty sci-fi feel yeah. to it.
0: And it's but you're right, the puppetry is like it, it's very it's very uh, Fraggle Rock like looking with like where you see all the heads uh-huh. kind of moving, and it's like they're all talking back and forth because you got to think like that scene in the second movie where they're in the burger joint there's like 12 of them on screen and so you know that's that's at least six people at least you'd think there's going to be more underneath the salad bar just (laughs) kind of yeah
2: so and I I respect that kind of practical effect, yeah. like so that's fun. Or it's the actor's physical physical acting for them to like hold the monster when they bite them. Yeah, and it's like you know when he gets a hold of the dad in his shoulder and he's just fighting it and struggling with it. <laughs>
0: well, there's a bit in the uh, the third movie when uh, Charlie. Uh, so that's another thing too I'll to mention real quick. The guy who plays Charlie. His name is Don Keith Oper. He hasn't done a whole lot of other things. He was the character of Charlie in all four movies, where he was like a drunk, washed up former pitching prospect in the first movie. Yeah. And then somehow he became a bounty hunter over the course of the movies and became like the hero. He's like a, a poor man's, like, um, uh, Kramer. Like he's, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. much like very he has he has a good physical comedy vibe to him. But then whenever he needs to be serious, he's actually kind of sells it. But if you look at all the movies, he has writing credit and kind of all
2: of them. So it feels like he was the one's like, no,
0: we need to get another Critters movie going. We need to do this. But, well,
2: in the fourth one, I think I read he was the highest paid actor. <laughs> And the fourth one, and I'm like, that was a friend. It was like it was like a trivia thing I read, and it was like the first movie that Don Keith Oper was the highest build actor in the movie, and I'm and the like, only time, yeah. I'm like, man, and then like Brad Drefs in that, and Angela Bassett, yeah. Like, so there's a bit in the third movie when he falls off the
0: the high rise, not high rise, the apartment building, and he hits the ground in because uh, he's fighting with a critter, and he had like a like a TV antenna or something. He was fighting with him, mm-hmm. and then he gets up. And he's looking around, and as he turns around, the critters on his back, but it's squished flat and drove through with the antenna. Yeah, and it's just a really funny gag. Like I just I wasn't expecting to laugh right then, but it was because he's just like where to go, and it's like it's, very cartoony. It's like flattened where it's just, on his, back. it just stuck to his back, and it was, it was really very, funny.
2: Very wily coyote, yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's bits of like actual legitimate like good humor in all these movies. It's just I mean, the first one I was expecting it to be as enjoyable as it was because Billy Zane for the time he's on it, he's actually funny. He's not a sleazy boyfriend type. He's just from another city. Yeah. And he, he has a hay allergy. So he's up in the barn trying to make out with uh, the main character's sister yeah. and he's sneezing the entire time. And it's actually funny. Um, the dad wants to go to a bowling uh like game, but he can't get out of the house because of the critters attacking. And the back of his shirt has a logo for Pinbusters. The Ghostbusters. So, yeah, logo, it's like yeah. and it was just how like they kinda keep like poking fun at everything that was kinda happening. Yeah. And um and just having D. Wallace be the mom with another alien like invasion type thing, I think that was kind of funny too. So uh, and the whole E.T., them attacking E.T., that was a direct you know, nod to that as well. But there's good humor in it. There's legitimately good humor in this. Yeah, the movies, the movies hold up. Oh, and the bounty hunters, when they first come to Earth, um, which, by the way, the first time you see one of them change into a human, that That's was a, a really cool, cool sequence, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Back, back when boring, I was a kid, I thought that was creepy. cool. Like the blood going on the skull and forming a face, and then they never went back to that because that was way too expensive, if you oh, notice. Yeah. But the whole thing that they get into a cop car and don't know how to drive it, so they drive in reverse the cop car for the first half of the movie, just driving in reverse all over the place. Yeah. It's really funny. I like,
2: I like a lot of the destruction too, because you could tell like the set pieces were so like built to just fall apart. Like when they, when they back into that church and like half of the church explodes and it's just like (laughs) plywood everywhere. I'm like, the hell was that church made out of? Like Yeah. It's, but like
0: I liked um I know we're gonna to get to the, the thing here in a second. I start going on and on about this. The bounty hunter angle is really interesting to me because you don't see that that's not something you see often with these kind of creature feature type things mm-hmm. like this. I mean, at least I don't feel like in a monster attacking a small town. And you, you always kind of hinted at a bigger story with the bounty hunters, and you never got much more out of that. Right. And I liked it, though. It's like you guys were just brought in to clean up the problem. You have an ability to be a chameleon, kind of look like the, the people. Uh, the the second one of you is n- not really bright, so he keeps wanting to look like everybody. Like, oh, yeah, they well, never
2: really explained what Lee's problem was. Oh, no, they did, because like... Uh like charlie asked him in the second movie he's like why isn't lee changed and he's like he hasn't found a form that likes him oh so he just couldn't like apparently uh what's his name johnny Steele. is that his name <laughs> yeah johnny Steele was uh the um he was ug he was the main Ug was yeah ug was johnny Steele. apparently that was the best choice for ug yeah he's you know, stuck he's, with he's it stuck with it yeah. thick and thin till he died and then like lee switched so many times like like in the first movie who did he go through? He went through first. He went through Dead Neelix.
0: Yeah, he went through the sheriff and then and the, um, the sheriff, the deputy. Yeah, and
2: then he went through. He looked like Charlie for anyway. Yeah, then he no. Then he went to the pastor. Yeah, he went to the the pastor the, of the church. The pastor of the church, and then I thought it was funny when she's on the radio and she's like, "Yeah, it was this guy," and then the pastor shot up the bowling alley, and the pastor standing right next to the <laughs> sheriff, like. <laughs> I don't do that. Like, <laughs> and, uh, that, that was a funny bit too, where they
0: just took the bowling ball and just chucked it at the pins and just destroyed it after it was just funny. Yeah. A good fish out of water, like the thing with the bounty hunter. So there was more the, I don't know. It's just, what like, did
2: you think of their getup? Like after I saw it, like, like, their, uh, their outfits their outfits because i was like watching it and i'm like that's totally like star lord's coat i
0: would I w- oh my goodness i was about to say i I wonder <laughs> if uh james gunn was influenced by critters ravager yeah gear. yeah
2: that's what i first thought of when i was like god because I, I haven't seen it in a while and i'm watching it and i'm like I look like they got ravager gear on yeah that was cool diamond and Hon, she shows up <laughs> Ravager Corp. um
0: and then they're just looking for all the orbs that are just critters um so In the the second movie, Lee takes the form of like a Playboy model. Yeah. And there's some really explosive nudity that happens there all of a sudden, which is odd. But the part that's funny about it is that he's looking, this character's looking at a, a centerfold in a magazine and he takes the form of this lady and then then he looks down and he actually formed the staple that was in the middle of the centerfold in the middle of the body and it was a quick little joke but it was funny like it was like he
2: just pulls a giant staple uh, off and just throws it on the ground it was
0: very like a naked gun joke it was like that was it so the movies are redeeming like please watch them just but the thing I think what what sapped some of the fun for me was that I just watched them like just on my own without I feel like this is one of those movies that you want to have four or five people around have some drinks and just have a ball with them and Mm -hmm. that's like that's my best friend recommendation so anyway i see what you did there uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just you get four or five friends you just all roll up together just, and just go get <laughs> and watch it and then yeah. you just
2: you just put the drinks on the floor and you all roll over <laughs> the them.
0: drinks yeah um you just lay out a roll of like m&ms back and forth <laughs> to the bathroom and then you're good uh so yes i my my new religious belief is that everything's connected to critters all so, right yeah. so
2: here let's go so you what were the two that you got on the facebook page so on the facebook page we got uh william h macy and then hulk
0: hogan all right so what was your William H. Macy connection? Well, your like? connection was actually better, uh, I think you mentioned so William H. Macy was a mystery man with Ben Stiller. And Ben Stiller, um, I know him as the orderly from Happy Gilmore that took care of the grandmother, and the grandmother's in the third critters movie. So that's like okay. four steps.
2: So then and then I got it in two with yeah. William H. Macy and Ben Stiller, and then Ben Stiller was in uh um, Zoolander with friend Billy, Billy, friend Billy Zane.
0: Yeah, I should I should be more aware of the Billy Zane connections. Yeah, yeah. Billy Zane. so that one was. Uh, at first, I was like, William H. Macy. That's going to be tough. And I'm like, No, he's a shoveler. So do you ever then, like
2: to do like the the complete loop of like somebody? You ever <laughs> you ever get stuck in a weird loop of Kevin Bacon and where <laughs> no. you go back to somebody? I've never like, done a loop where you're like, okay, so so Billy Zane was in Critters one, and then um, Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters three, and then they were in Titanic together. Like, yeah. Uh, so the other one was uh, Hulk Hogan. So I'm going to
0: say you had Hulk Hogan in Suburban Commando with Christopher Lloyd. Okay. And then um, Christopher Lloyd um, oh, uh, was in Back to the Future, which had Billy Zane. Yeah. He was in the, he was one of the gang members, like the one of the punks. oh yeah 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 he's one of the futuristic gang yeah. members, wasn't he? Well, no, he was in the fifties with uh with Biff's gang, okay, and he was one of the guys in the soda shop roughing yep. up, yeah. So yep. and Billy Zane was Billy in Critters Zane, one, Back yeah. to
2: the Future. So that's your Hulk Hogan one. Yeah. All right, so I came up with four. Okay, I don't know what time frame you want to have, like yeah, we'll, we'll just try. So we'll we'll try and all right. So do you want me? To, how? What level do you want to go here? Because I, I got I got one that's. Two of them, they're probably really hard, and two that aren't probably very hard. Well, we'll just see. Let's all see right. So got. the 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 first one is Peter Sellers. Okay. Um. Shoot. Um. Peter Sellers is the uh, Pink Panther. Well, well Paul's thinking is the yeah. peak, the Pink Panther. Oh, see, I don't know his stuff all that well. That's the problem.
0: Um. I may have. We may have got him. Well, no. I th- I'm sure there's a connection. I just I don't know Peter Sellers work all that well. So I'm just trying to think. Uh. Shoot. I don't I don't like that spun out on the very first one you said either because uh, I'm just trying to think because I, I remember seeing the Pink Panther movies as a kid but I don't remember much about them and I just I watched Dr. Strangelove somewhat recently so I'm trying to think if there's a connection trying there. to do a Strange Love connection yeah and um,
2: I don't know enough about Peter Sellers either I just picked this one because oh, I thought it'd be shit. hard
0: um how about this? I I'll get back to that one. Okay. Um, I yeah. will post on the Facebook if I find a connection.
2: So Peter Sellers. Gosh, and... darn it!
0: That that makes me frustrated because <laughs> I just don't know the work. Like like Mary challenged me to um, Roan Atkinson. Yeah. Mister Bean. right? Yeah. So I'm like, so I had to I, I had to cheat. I had to look up. Like, what the heck has he been in? He was a voice in the Lion King. Yeah, he was the he was Zazu. Yeah. See, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was um, the, the two. And well, then, what kind
2: of bird was he? He was um, a toucan. What
0: was he? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there was
2: a connection from the Lion King to Rob Williams, and I was able to run it back real mm-hmm. real quickly. And I just was like, well, I mean, you got a lot in the Lion King. Yeah. You got Jeremy Irons, you got James Earl Jones, uh, Tim Allen's kid, um, yeah. Matthew Broderick. That's who it was. Well, Nathan Lane was in it as
0: well. Yeah, Nathan Lane. So you go from um, Mr. Bean to Nathan Lane and, and the Lion King, and then Nathan Lane to Rob Williams in the Birdcage, and then Rob Williams in Ninth Museum with Ben Stiller. Mm, yeah so like that that was when i was able to like oh yeah there you to, go so be- yeah so i'm gonna do peter Sellers. i just want to try to just, get
2: back to dicaprio
0: yeah tr- tr- tr-
2: try to get back to him no no no. just like i like i feel like we should use dicaprio's link more with critters <laughs> 3 and just not not let him forget about critters 3 oh uh, so that's a good okay so all right so let's, i'm gonna cheat
0: and look up peter seller's um uh film list right now while you're giving me the rest of them I'm cheating. I'm looking at Peter. Schmarr's. All right,
2: so uh, Efren Ramirez, who played Pedro in Napoleon Dynamite. So, okay. So I mean, Napoleon Dynamite kind of gives you some good. Yeah,
0: it, it, it does. I um, mean,
2: actually, I've already
0: kind of figured it out because well, Dietrich Bader. Um, he was uh, he's been a voice in a lot of different Seth MacFarlane stuff. Who Dietrich, Dietrich Bader? He was um, um, Rex Quando. He's the guy oh, from yeah, the yeah, Drew Carey yeah, yeah, Show. Yeah. 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 I think he's he's done a lot of voice work um and if it it, i'm sure he's done stuff with family guy and um american dad and that would tie right back to scott grimes immediately but i'd have to confirm that but that sounds right to me yeah um but i was also trying to think of um oh uncle rico uh he's been in some other stuff too i just what was he in recently wasn't he in something recently we were like um, oh that's uncle rico oh well we were talking about monster squad he was the wolfman oh okay yeah so,
2: and um, you can kind of tie that with Shane Black. And oh, a lot no, of no. Shane Actually, I
0: got a better one, a better one. Shoot. Uh, Efren Ramirez was in um, Napoleon Dynamite with um, uh, Napoleon, um, John Heater, who was in Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell, and he could throw Will Ferrell with any Ben Stiller, like an Anchorman. Well, so well, you could, uh did,
2: Zoolander. Zoolander
0: yeah, again. Yeah, yeah back yeah. Way back yeah. to Billy Zane. So there you go. That's Thank that's God. actually not that hard. Billy yeah. Zane yeah.
2: got eaten Well, maybe we should just do the rules no Billy Zane later. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh all right. Uh let's do uh Yahoo Serious. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember uh, those two movies from the nineties? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um Wow. Peter Sellers, that's gonna be a tough one. Yahoo Serious is gonna be a tough one. Well, who else was in that was all Australian stuff that he was in with um
2: there's young still, Einstein. There's still tons of people from like Australia and New Zealand that, that break into like other stuff with Hollywood.
0: Yeah. Shoot. All right, man. You have um you have destroyed me. I will you know, you know what though? I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this two out and I all will right. put them
2: on the Facebook page. Wow, that's a challenge. Yep. And then the other one was Edgar Wright, but I think we are we already kind of well, determined that would be pretty easy to, to link Edgar Wright.
0: Well, yeah, the, the Edgar Wright one was that he's worked with Simon Pegg on a lot of stuff. And Simon Pegg's been in uh, the Mission Impossible movies with Tom Cruise. And then Tom Cruise with Ben Stiller and Tropic Thunder. Right. Yeah. So I feel like I've redeemed myself a little bit. Man, Man, you took my legs out from under me for those ones. Wow. <laughs> All right. Um, let's uh, – <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit it on the Facebook page. Yeah, definitely. So um, – but I just want to mention, just uh, real quick, some of the stuff I found connections-wise are just just weird. Also, the guy who directed the first Critters, that Stephen Herrick, that did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Mighty Ducks, Three Musketeers, Mr. Holland's Opus, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg, and then he just kind of fell off. Like, he stopped making movies. I don't know if it's because he made enough money. Now he's, like, directing, like...
2: Maybe the crites caught up to him.
0: Like, Dolly Parton, like, Lifetime movies. It's like, it was just a weird, like, how did you go, like, it was just a weird like velocity yeah. for him, but yeah. Anyway, um, and then also the guy who was the voice of the critters in the first movie, Corey Burton. Look him up; he's in every video game and cartoon ever. Like he's like the Ben Burt of like critters, like oh, he's critters. just everything. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, Eddie Deason, who was in the second movie, he was the nerdy nerdy guy who was managing the hungry heifer that uh. Oh yeah. He yeah, took yeah. over. You've seen him in
2: everything. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely a very. Yeah. String beanie nerd character.
0: And just want to mention, because he's in one of the best episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000 for a movie called Laser Blast. Just
2: got to watch that. It's, it's amazing.
0: Anyway, enough about that. And DiCaprio. DiCaprio. DiCaprio.
2: DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, in the
0: third movie, and then the fourth movie we talked about are Brad Dourif, who was the voice of Chucky, and he was also in Lord of the Rings. And Angela Bassett. Why are all these people in these movies? It makes no sense. All right. So we killed some krites. Done. Right? We're done. We're, we'll, we'll get back. I will... I will answer those challenges. I cannot believe those are good. Man, that's going to piss me off. Um, all right. So enough about that. Uh, we're going to talk. So we're talking about Romero's, um, the night of living dead, dawn of the dead and day of the dead next week. So please watch those along with us and we'll talk about them next week. Um, hit us up on our Facebook to see how badly I cannot connect the things that Joe challenged me with. Um, we're on invasion of the podcast we're on Twitter at invading podcast. We are, uh, our Gmail is invading podcast at gmail.com. So give me some more challenges. I mean, I'll show you, I guess my theory, <laughs> I was, I was telling Mary on the way to work yesterday. I was like, this is no longer theory.
2: This is law but I think you've knocked it back to theory stage. I think. <laughs> Got to go back in the lab.
0: They're yeah. Like,
2: whoa, whoa, what do you mean that this, this, this changes different, different life? I don't know what to do now. Like yeah.
0: this, this changes everything. Now my whole worldview shattered now about Critters being connected to everything. Um, so uh, what was it was two weeks ago we uh, put ourselves through our own self-inflicted wheel of death with Netflix and which watched Hellraiser yeah. Revelations, yeah. which was just one of the, the hardest things to watch because it was so bad. <laughs> I uh, I decided to poke the bear over with our friends over at Radio Violenta, who they they cover a lot of genre cinema and a lot of movies that are just uh, things that um, I don't know that are cool, but sometimes it's really questionable in terms of taste. But hey, that might be what you like. Check them out. They talk about a lot of cool things. Um, We did receive a challenge, so we're just gonna just let you guys hear what our challenge is, and we're gonna we're gonna do it.
1: invasion of the podcast for too long you guys have lived a carefree life in a world of safe netflix choices that ends this october i have compiled six of the most painful torturous possibly entertaining horror films i have in my possession the challenge was made and i have delivered the box you opened it we came Alright, anyway, um, here are my six choices for your Wheel of Death. So number one is The Boneyard from 1991, starring Phyllis Diller and a giant monster poodle. So, yeah, hope you guys land on that one. Uh, Number two is Blood Gnome from 2004. A great uh, (laughs) straight-to-video blockbuster classic that I have really bad memories of, so I'm going to make you guys possibly watch it. Uh, number three is Reanimator Academy from 1992. This is my first no budget selection on uh, The Wheel of Death. And this, since you guys just covered Reanimator and the subsequent series, uh, I figured I'd let you guys see what it would look like with no talent and no budget. Number four is Die Hard Dracula from 1998. I heard about this one thanks to my co host on Radio Violenta, uh, Rick. And this stars Crispin Glover's dad, so you know what kind of quality you're getting there. Uh, number five is Exterminator City from 2005. This is one of the worst films I have ever seen, with the best sword fight I have ever seen. Uh, it's a great little robot sci-fi slasher film with a bunch of porn stars. Uh, number six is Science Crazed from 1991, and this might possibly be the worst film I have ever seen. And it made me want to stab my eyes out, so hopefully we're still friends after this if you land on this one. So, very excited to see what you guys land on, and uh, I apologize in advance.
0: And uh, thanks thanks to Kevin for for doing that. Uh, Again, check out Radio Violenta. Um, he's also my co-host on Strange Highways, where we uh, watch uh, Twilight Zone and talk about it. Um, uh, so, he he knows a lot. He's seen a lot of movies, like a lot of movies. A lot of questionable movies but he was like should he's like should i make the list offensive or just bad and i was like no not offensive we're good we're good we're good because i'd just be i don't know if i could stomach some of the stuff that they watch yeah yeah so um which one are you
2: excited for are you, um uh i'm excited i kind of want to uh, reanimator academy kind of <laughs> piques my interest because i always like like whenever things just are like 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 last week or when we were doing the the um the uh the hellraiser one yeah like like bad act their bad talent is always i hate it but at the same time it's like i get some pleasure out of it that it's just like like who who i always want to find like something worse be like how did you get in here yeah and the budget it's just kind of funny um well I, I uh I think I can't Exterminator, kinda, ex- City, ex- exterminator of, City because of the sword fight. Like I kind of was like <laughs> I'm like, oh if there is a cool sword fight, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um Boneyard yeah. I remember. I didn't see it, but I remember that cover. Uh and then um I remember Blood Gnome uh just seeing it on the shelf at the old uh, VHS <laughs> rental shack. Yeah. So alright, let's just uh let's just go ahead and get the started Ready up. Ready to fire it up. Yep. All right, you got the you got the wheel sound yep. there? Yep. <laughs>
1: Terrible spinning this
2: thing it's the boneyard
0: oh what oh yeah that's boneyard I it's finis it. diller with a, a dog
2: giant killer poodle yep so.
0: all right i guess we're gonna do that um thank, thanks thanks kevin Yay. um yeah i like i'd be like oh i still kind of want to watch exterminator city no I, I feel like i probably won't go out of my way to watch it um so yeah we'll watch that um you guys should watch that along with us and suffer suffer well with us as we go through it. <laughs> yeah. Um please cuz I I feel like I I don't want to give Hellra- Hellraiser Revelations any money, but I feel like people need to see it just so like you're like hey we should make can. a movie sometime and be like this tells you how not to make one. Like yeah. that's I feel like that's a good like I feel like know. it
2: should be like a like a PSA like at a film school
0: how <laughs> not to make a
2: movie. <laughs> yeah. Um just start
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're going to watch that. Uh, like I said, next week we're going to do the Romero stuff. Um, and that will wrap up our, our month of spooky Halloween stuff. Another um,
2: October in the bag.
0: Yeah. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, a lot, like I said, I know there's a lot of news. I thought that it was important. And then a lot of krites. That was also important. I'm, I'm just glad I watched the Critters movies, even though um, I will admit I pulled a Joe on the last two where I had the timer up the entire time. And I was just like, all right, 15 more minutes, I can get through this. And I would look at my phone every so often. And it's like, because I was watching it by myself, and it was just like, oh, this is kind of entertaining. But I'm like, I there's other things I could be doing right now other than being an adult watching Critters 4 well it might, you know, that's I, how
2: I felt with Hellraiser <laughs> I was yeah. trust me I was pulling that mouse up against the thing I'm like,
0: is it almost over it's almost over yeah so but at least the, those movies are better than, than Hellraiser revelations we need critters revelations critters <laughs> revelations <laughs> it's just people just hanging out in a house they're having a discussion about their lost son and then a, a full grown critter shows up like Shut oh up. it's our son oh
2: it's our son he's back yeah. oh no it's a critter like, oh no he's yeah. making out with his sister now
0: and I he ate her <laughs>
2: and <laughs> and then, then he ate he her oh no
0: <laughs> yeah Um. alright so that's going to do for us this week uh have a safe week go indians ha, may they win all the bases balls yep hopefully
2: uh um, wait huh? Where where we be at we'll be halfway through the world series next weeks yeah by the, time of the uh, show yeah so and and i hope i hope that i can because i've seen all the romeros um i, I want to revisit them but like i hope i can go and revisit them without baseballs getting in the way yeah so uh but yeah until next week uh
0: uh be safe have fun um <laughs> check underneath your bed just in case there might be a critter crites. under there
2: yeah so just watch out for the crites. then even if there is one it probably hits you in the eye with the quill
0: yeah like but they're but they have their back turned to you so f- how do you how did they aim that effectively
2: like they would just i feel it, like they had to get it going quick like they would just put their head down and shoot like i don't really see how they aimed like yeah i feel like maybe it was a more of a just like i'm gonna throw them out there and shotgun it if it hits it it hits it Yeah, that makes sense. They really didn't use it a lot. No, they 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 didn't didn't use it in like the best case scenarios. Like, no bounty hunters ever got hit by quills. No.
0: But anyway, all right, we're overthinking it. So, all right, until next week, be safe, kill crettes.
2: How'd they get on the roof again?
1: you're talking
0: about we're here for the Christ the Christ
1: kill Christ kill more crates kill Christ
0: the Christ